just a few days ago was the 2023 NFL Draft, with all 32 NFL teams looking to build a roster for success in the 2023 NFL season and their quest for a Super Bowl. The details are here in Bristilled. But first, let us begin. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to Bruce Stilled. I'm your host, Brandon, and for this edition of Bruce Stilled, I'll be recapping the 2023 NFL Draft with my top storylines and observations. This year's draft is pretty special, actually. It was held in Kansas City, the home city of the Kansas City Chiefs, who are currently the reigning Super Bowl champions from the 2022 NFL season. Before I begin my recap, though, this year's NFL Draft, what beer am I pairing for this week's edition of Bruce Stilled and for a 2023 NFL Draft? Well, here's how I look at it. When you're building an NFL roster that's going to win a Super it takes time. It's like a garden. You gotta water it. You gotta fertilize it. And you just gotta watch it grow with patience. Which is why I'm pairing it with this beer called Watching Grass Grow from Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn, New York. Watching Grass Grow is a Vienna-style lager with an ABV 5%. For the brewing process, Watching Grass Grow is brewed primarily with Vienna Lager Malt. It's also less bitter and hoppy than a Pilsner with a balanced malt and hop character. It has a really nice smooth flavor, making this very nice almost session-style lager. This lager also has a golden body color with a full head. The taste is somewhat hoppier for the style with grassy and floral tones. Aroma-wise, it does give the Vienna malt more flavor, and apparently also more of an influence of the yeast as the hops set in. It's crisp and dry with the body for style with a hoppy finish. This lager does lean hoppy, but still well-made lager from Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn, New York with an ABV 5%. Okay, so let's talk about the observations and story lines from this year's NFL Draft, which was held in Kansas City. It was a very interesting NFL Draft, with a lot of gems being drafted later in the draft, but also the Eagles also stole the show by having two great first-round draft picks, which definitely does show the Philadelphia Eagles are definitely an NFL franchise with a lot of staying power and also dominance in the NFC East, but also being the main threat right now, likely in the NFC Conference, and also being a favorite to return to the 2023 season Super Bowl, probably in a rematch against Kansas City. This year's draft was held in Kansas City, an excellent venue for the NFL Draft. So, let's go and talk about the top storylines for this year's NFL Draft. The first one was the Philadelphia Eagles, which walked away a major winner this year's draft because the Eagles, with two first-round draft picks, picked two top-ranked defensive players from the state of Georgia from the University of Georgia. Those two players were Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, who both played in Georgia's national championship defensive team, bringing the Philadelphia Eagles a major boost in their defense, as the Eagles right now are not only one of the best teams in the NFL, they're the top team right now in the NFC Conference, and the Eagles just only got better after this year's NFL Draft with having two first-round draft picks, as their GM, Howie Roseman, has been really good at roster maintenance, but also being able to stockpile NFL draft picks, especially in the first round. The Eagles walked away from this draft even more powerful than they are now, but also, will Jalen Carter be worth the hassle, and also, would he be a really good player in the NFL? That there's a question I do have right now, that yes, Jalen Carter was ranked number one in terms of defensive tackle, and also brings the Eagles a major boost in their defense, but will Jalen Carter be able to back it up in the NFL? Do remember that in his past, and actually just recently, Jalen Carter was involved in that car crash where two people died. That also does raise some potential character issues that might come out in the NFL. That remains to be seen how that comes out in the NFL for Jalen Carter, and if it does prove to be a liability for the Eagles going forward. If there's one thing to take away from the Eagles draft, the Eagles definitely love to scout out the University of Georgia, and also draft their talent in the draft. 
from what I'm seeing, this definitely shows a trend for the Eagles as they definitely love to scout out players in the SEC conference, particularly from the University of Georgia. Could other NFL teams follow this trend for next year's NFL draft? That all depends on how Georgia does in this year's college season. But there's one thing we do know, the Philadelphia Eagles love scouting players from the University of Georgia. And also, it might pave the way for further benefits for the Eagles in the 2023 NFL season. But here's my thought on this. The Eagles right now are able to gain all this draft capital and all these draft picks to build their roster even after a very successful season, paving the way for them to be very dominant for the years to come. So why are teams allowing this to happen? Why are teams trading with the Eagles to give the Eagles all this ammunition for future NFL seasons by building a very sustainable roster for their franchise? For me, it just baffles me because NFL teams are allowing the Eagles to build a very good team for the NFL while their franchises continue to lose on the field. You definitely need draft capital and you have to draft good players in the NFL draft to have a very good NFL team. So I just don't understand why the teams are making all these trades to allow the Eagles to have the roster they have now. As I said earlier, it just doesn't make any sense. But what are the Eagles doing in order to make all these trades possible? They're definitely good at making deals with other franchises. But here's my question. Will it happen again next year? And are these draft picks the Eagles had for this year's draft going to pan out? That there's another thing we got to look at here because even though they had a good draft on paper, they might not be able to back it up on the field for the 2023 NFL season. But if those draft picks do work out and the Eagles win the Super Bowl, those teams who made the trades with the Eagles to build that roster they have now are going to look like a bunch of jackasses in my view because they made it happen. They gave the picks to the Eagles to build this hypothetical roster that could very well win the Super Bowl. If the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl, those teams are at fault. For now though, the jury is still out on how the Eagles do in the 2023 NFL season. But given the results of this year's NFL draft, right now they have a major advantage. For my next storyline for this year's NFL Draft, that one involves the Detroit Lions, who in my view had another great NFL Draft, unlike what others are saying. The Lions definitely had a very good first round by picking the first round running back and also taking a linebacker later in the first round. I think the running back they selected who is Jamar Gibbs out of Alabama could very well be a Debo Samuel kind of running back, which, if that is the case, the Lions got a steal. The Detroit Lions did overall pretty good by taking a tight end and also adding other roster needs in need for this year's NFL season. Because right now, the Lions are in a position to dominate the NFC North and probably even be a contender at the NFC Conference. Right now, they are probably a dark horse to go to the Super Bowl. They are that good. For one thing the Lions probably should have done, they probably should have drafted Will Levi when he was on the board and the Lions were making their pick. That there might be something that might come back to haunt the Lions in a very bad way by passing up on Will Levi's to become their potential next franchise quarterback. If I were the Lions, I probably would have made that move by drafting Will Levi's, but they didn't. And I do wonder, could that be an issue for them going forward. Despite that though, the Detroit Lions did draft Hendon Hooker as their possible next franchise quarterback, but that there might also be another issue because Will Levi's might have been a better selection for quarterback for the Detroit Lions. But maybe Hendon Hooker is going to work out for the Lions, but the question is, when and if will Hooker ever start for the Detroit Lions, if he is indeed worthy of being a franchise quarterback in the NFL? All of this right now is all shrouded to mystery in terms of how Hendon Hooker will be as a quarterback in the NFL, but maybe the Lions know something we don't know. Maybe they know he's going to be a great quarterback, and maybe their scouting department has better details than other NFL franchises have right now in regards to Hendon Hooker. But not bad though for Detroit Lions in regards to their NFL draft for this year's draft. It definitely was very surprising in terms of the first round, but maybe, just maybe, like I mentioned earlier, they have details and the better scouting details that other NFL franchises don't have that might show major benefits for Lions in this year's NFL season.
the next storyline involves Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson, two NFL quarterbacks, each in their own unique situation, one involving a trade, the other involving a contract dispute which got resolved. For this year's NFL draft, the New York Jets and the Baltimore Ravens are drafting players that are very critical for the future of Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. The question is, which team did better and which quarterback is going to benefit the most from this year's NFL draft? Based on the results of this year's NFL draft, I do believe that right now the Baltimore Ravens have the advantage and Lamar Jackson right now is in a better position than Aaron Rodgers. Both teams had different needs to address, but a team right now in a major need right now was New York Jets. They had to address the offensive line in this year's NFL draft that did not happen in the first round of draft. There was a trade between Pittsburgh and New England which allowed the Steelers to draft the offensive linemen, probably the exact same player that the Jets wanted to draft, which would have been beneficial for Aaron Rodgers. In the end though, that did not happen. The Jets did draft a center and offensive tackle in this year's draft in the later rounds, but the lingering question is, did the New York Jets do enough to protect Aaron Rodgers for this year's NFL season by having the right offensive line to help Aaron Rodgers? That year, I don't think so at the moment because the New York Jets, based on what I'm seeing right now, need to address the offensive line to help Aaron Rodgers for this season in the fall. For the Ravens, they drafted a wide receiver for Lamar Jackson, and they also did address other needs for their roster, so I definitely do believe right now between the Ravens and the Jets, the Ravens do have a slight advantage. Both teams are not going to play each other in the fall, but the Jets right now in a very competitive division right now in the AFC East. They play the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Patriots twice, which will be a lot of competition for the New York Jets. So it's imperative for the New York Jets to have a right offensive line in place for Aaron Rodgers, and right now, based on the draft, that did not happen to their full potential. The next question is, how do the Jets resolve this issue by adding a proper offensive line for Aaron Rodgers? They do have players in the roster right now that could be the offensive line, but is it enough for Aaron Rodgers, and can he address the issue in free agency, or probably find some undrafted talent from players who didn't get drafted? That there's a possibility, but right now for Aaron Rodgers, if I were Aaron Rodgers, I would not be happy with the Jets and how they handled this year's NFL draft. This story is still ongoing though, maybe the end, it's all going to work out for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, but right now, based on how this draft went, the Jets have a lot of work to do on the offensive line, and time is running out. This now brings me to the Dallas Cowboys, who drafted two good players in the first and second round from Michigan. They drafted a defensive tackle, Mozzie Smith, and they replaced Dalton Schultz with a tight end from Michigan. I definitely do believe these two first-round draft picks from the Dallas Cowboys will help resolve a need on the defense and the offense, but the Dallas Cowboys also did take other players in the later rounds, which really did show a pretty eclectic blend of players for this year's Dallas Cowboys draft selection. I do believe the Cowboys did good overall for this year's draft. I definitely do believe they're going to be in a better position going into the season, but did the Cowboys do enough to get over the hump for this year's NFL season to get to the Super Bowl? I don't think so. I think the Dallas Cowboys right now are probably two or maybe even three drafts away from making it to the Super Bowl as they do have other needs to address for their roster and to stay competitive in the NFC East and also the NFC Conference. The Cowboys, though, they did the best they could with the picks they had. They definitely did make the most of this year's NFL draft. If there's one thing they probably could have done differently, that is take a tight end in the first round, but they're in a very unique position to take a defensive tackle or probably lose out in one in this year's draft. So I think the Cowboys chose wisely in the first round and made the most of this year's NFL draft. The thing is, they're not there yet, and like I said earlier, they're probably two or three drafts away from getting over the hump to get into the Super Bowl. Overall though, the Cowboys, I think they had a good draft, and I definitely look forward to seeing how these players pan out in the upcoming NFL season later in the fall. For my next storyline, this one involves the Tennessee Titans and quarterback Will Levi out of Kentucky. Quarterback Will Levi did not get drafted in the first round as he was projected to do so. He even came on day one and waited in the green room for his 
shouldn't be called, only for it never to be called in the first round. He was eventually drafted in the second round by the Tennessee Titans to become their potential next franchise quarterback. As a result of this, we see a new storyline brewing in the NFL for Will Levi as a rookie quarterback and for the Tennessee Titans as he tried to find a new quarterback to become more successful in the NFL. I definitely look forward to see where this goes for a Will Levi and a Tennessee Titans. I definitely do believe it's a match. The Titans definitely need a new quarterback and Will Levi definitely has a chip on his shoulder to prove himself in the NFL. And who knows, maybe Will Levi might be the next Aaron Rodgers because remember, back in 2005 NFL Draft, Aaron Rodgers wasn't drafted until late in the first round, probably even almost a second round, but as a result, Aaron Rodgers almost didn't get drafted in the first round, and he's now one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. We could very well see Will Levi going that same pathway for his NFL career. As for the Titans, they're right now undergoing a major rebuilding phase right now, so it might take a few years, probably two to three NFL seasons, to see positive results from the Tennessee Titans in terms of being a legitimate and sustainable playoff contender and a Super Bowl contender. The question is, will Mike Vrabel be the coach for the long-term process? I think so. Mike Vrabel is definitely a great coach, and the Tennessee Titans will be wise to keep him around. Speaking of Mike Vrabel, this also brings me to head coach Dan Campbell from the Detroit Lions. It's my belief that Dan Campbell and Mike Vrabel are the two coaches who walked away with a major haul in this year's NFL draft. Now, of course, we're going to say that Nick Sirianni from the Eagles had the best draft, along with their GM, Howie Roseman. That definitely is the case. But do look out for Dan Campbell from the Detroit Lions and Mike Vrabel from the Tennessee Titans. Those two coaches right now are on my radar right now for the 2023 NFL season. There is a lot going on with their teams right now. The Lions, they're on the rise. And the Tennessee Titans, they're in a rebuild phase right now. But the Tennessee Titans, even though right now they're on a rebuild, they have the potential to be a rising team in the next couple years, probably three years at the most. So keep an eye out for Dan Campbell from the Detroit Lions and Mike Vrabel from the Tennessee Titans. Both of these coaches have a lot of potential and the grit and determination to be successful in the NFL. They're great leaders, they both played in the NFL, and they're now coaching at the highest level in professional sports. That concludes my observations and storylines from this year's 2023 NFL Draft. We shall see what happens next, as we're now deeper into the offseason, with many camps now soon to come, and for the chapter that comes after the NFL Draft. And I'll be here to cover it here in Bristol in the months to come. For now though, that should do it for me on this edition of Bristol. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast on your desired podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Do stay tuned for future NFL coverage, Ted Lasso recaps, other topics of interest, guest interviews, and more. Also, do check out this podcast on Instagram over at Brewstilled Podcast on Instagram. As you find all the photos of the beers profiled on this podcast. Do enjoy some good craft beer, bourbon, whiskey. I'm here with Brandon. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time. Now, until then, be brewed and be the silk, folks. Cheers. Yeah.